I went up to the Lord's Day 5. Uh, which reads as follows. Since then, by the righteous judgment of God, we deserve temporal and eternal punishment. Is there no way by which we may escape that punishment and uh, be again received unto favor? God will have his justice satisfied. And therefore we must make this full satisfaction either by ourselves or by another. Can we ourselves then make this satisfaction? By no means. But on the contrary, we daily increase our death. Can there be found anywhere one who is me, a mere creature to satisfy for us? None. For first God will not punish any other creature for the sin which man hath committed. And further, no mere creature can sustain the burden of God's eternal wrath against sin so as to deliver us from it. Uh, what sort of a mediator and deliverer then uh, must we look for? For one who is very man and perfectly righteous and yet more powerful uh, than all creatures that is, who is also very God. That last, beloved, that last question and answer it may have all the emphasis. Uh, this Lord's day, of course, is also based upon Scripture. Uh, but it is very strange uh, that I was not able to find any particular word of scripture that speaks of the main subject of uh, this Lord's day. That is, uh, that literally speaks of satisfaction. The term satisfaction does not occur in the Bible at all. That may sound strange to you, uh, but it is nevertheless true. Other words occur, words like redemption, and especially words like reconciliation, but the word satisfaction is not found in Scripture. At least, I could not find it. And you will do me a favor if you find it and tell me. But there are many texts that 
are the basis of this fifth Lord's day, beloved. Also in regard to that satisfaction. In Romans uh, 5, the chapter we read from verse 12 on, we read, Wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For unto the law sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed, where there is no law. And nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, that is, before the law was ever promulgated. Death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned in the similitude, or after the similitude, of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. And then, but not as the offense, so also the free gift. For if through the offense of one, many be dead, and much more the grace of God, and the gift of grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. I will not read any more. You can look up, uh, for instance, 2 Corinthians 5. Uh, the latter part of it is also very emphatic. A teaching, namely, uh, that it is impossible for man to make satisfaction, but that Christ made it, or God made it through Christ. And therefore we will uh, uh, briefly uh, speak uh, on the subject, the way of satisfaction. And we'll find that that way of satisfaction is necessary in the first place. In the second place, uh, that to make this satisfaction is impossible for man. In the second place. And in the third place, uh, that it is possible, that is, satisfaction is possible only by and for God. The way of satisfaction necessary, impossible for man, uh, possible for God. Uh, satisfaction is really a beautiful term, beloved. As to the idea, indeed very scriptural too, not, though not as to the word itself. A satisfaction in the general sense of the word means uh, to do sufficiently is the meaning of the term uh, satisfaction. 
to do whatever must be done to the fault. Satisfactory. Uh, to make an illustration, uh, one is say in debt uh, for a thousand dollars. The payment of that debt is satisfactory. A criminal commits murder and deserves and receives capital punishment. And that capital punishment is satisfactory. So, in the sense in which the Harbour Catechism uses it here, Namely, in regard to and in respect to our sin, a satisfaction would be uh, that in the first place uh, we are guilty in that sense, we are in debt in the second place, it means that the guilt of our sin is paid to the full. And finally, that the payment of our sin and of our guilt to the full is what the Heidelberg Catechism here calls satisfaction. And now remember, as also the Catechism emphasizes it here, uh, the uh, satisfaction must be made because of the justice of God. God is just. And His justice uh, means uh, that He is perfectly righteous. The expression and the realization of God's righteousness in relation to man is called justice, also in Scripture. And therefore, beloved, I believe I said the same thing last Sunday morning, but it can bear repetition. The justice of God means or refers to that particular virtue of God 
by which he uh, rewards good for good, and by which he visited evil with evil. And the perfect justice of God means, beloved, uh, that he rewards abundantly good for good. And also that he uh, punishes sin by the evil of eternal death. That is God's justice. You remember that I said that in connection with the preceding Lord's day. And although I didn't have time last Sunday morning, I will now for a moment ask and answer the question why is it just of God to punish sin with eternal death and hell? Sin is, after all, only committed temporarily, not eternally. In hell there will be no sin. There will only be the bearing of the punishment of sin, not sin itself. Sin cannot continue. But the question is, uh, why is it that God must visit temporal sin and besides limited sin? by eternal death and hell. And the answer is, beloved, that the punishment of sin must be equal and not to time and not to the limitation placed upon the sinner, but must be equal to God's eternal majesty. That is all. God is infinitely glorious. He is glorious in all his virtues. And as he is, as the catechism has it, the most high majesty. And I would add, the only majesty, beloved, in earth out heaven. Therefore, a sin must be punished and cannot be punished in another other way than by eternal death. 
We must not measure the punishment by the limitation of time and of the sinner. We must measure punishment by the most high majesty of God. Against whom and against which sin is committed. But that in parentheses. Now, the Herbert Catechism speaks here, beloved, of the satisfaction of God's justice. That is, God's justice must be met with the full measure of good and with the full measure of evil before the justice of God is and can be satisfied. You understand, of course, in our days, uh, there are not many anymore that maintain this. Not many. Oh, they may present a certain uh, camouflage of this truth, beloved. But no one, no, I, I didn't mean to say no one, but I nevertheless meant to say that there are but very few in our day that will preach this truth. Very few. I know it. And, beloved, if this truth is denied, All the truth is denied. Of course, the Armenians certainly do not want this truth. I mean, the truth that the justice of God must be satisfied to the full. And that the justice of God is satisfied either by us or by another or by someone else as the catechism has. Uh, usually uh, they camouflage the group. But the Armenians certainly will not have this. You can go home and read in your canon about uh, uh, the same question as uh, presented by the Armenians. You have it, for instance, in the canons of Dodda, uh, the negative part, uh, chapter 2, in the rejection of errors. 
Uh, there we read, beloved, briefly, who teach uh, that it was not the purpose of the death of Christ uh, that he should uh, confirm the new covenant of grace through his blood, but only uh, that he should acquire for the Father the mere right to establish with man such a covenant as he might please. You see? Understand? They do, do not want this complete satisfaction of the cross, beloved. And because that is the case, they say the death of Christ is not the blotting out of our sins, but is the means whereby God may treat the sinner any way he wants to, according to his justice. And they say, God is not vindictive as the accused us, as the accused the truly informed people at church that they teach. God is not vindictive. Uh, he does not want the last father. And the death of Christ does not mean that he must satisfy completely the justice of God, but he uh, gains uh, for God the authority to do something else. Uh, there is also the Armenian theory according to which uh, Christ uh, died only as an example. You know? That also means that they do not want the doctrine that the justice of God must be satisfied. Uh, they say, for instance, a whole regiment of soldiers is in mutiny, has committed the sin of rebellion, and of course, the general cannot kill the whole regiment of soldiers, so he just uh, chooses one. And that one he kills, and he kills that one in the sight of all the rest, in order that uh, that one may be an example as to what the general might, might do justly to all. That is the death of Christ according to this theory. It's not satisfaction. God is not vindictive. Uh, but is an example. Uh, that, beloved, is a car completely contrary to our scripture. And whether you take it, in the Old Testament or in the New, always the Bible emphasizes, literally, and by all 
kinds of types and symbols. Say, for instance, the sacrifices in the Old Testament are simply a testimony of the fact that God will have a justice satisfied. Not, of course, by the animal we come to that presently. But nevertheless, uh, the sac- sacrifice of that animal is uh, the type of the perfect sacrifice that must be made before uh, God's justice can be satisfied. There are many more here, beloved. Read when you come home. Who teach that Christ by his uh, satisfaction merited neither salvation itself for anyone nor faith whereby this satisfaction of Christ unto salvation is effectually appropriated but uh, that he merited for the Father only the authority of the perfect will to again deal with man and to prescribe new conditions, according, uh, new conditions which man must fulfill in order, in order to be restored to God's faith. The whole second chapter of the canon is really devoted to this subject. I won't read more. But, beloved, uh, let us first of all remember what is the demand of God in regard to man. And the answer is, as you all know, that God says to man, Love me. That's the law. And not do this or do that or do anything else, but the demand of the law is love me. You must love me with all your heart and mind and soul and strength. Completely. And the moment say that were possible, the moment, the one moment that man comes to hate God, for a moment say, say in such a way that all the rest of his life is perfect. That all the rest of his life he uh, certainly obeys the law of love. Say that were possible. Then, beloved, that one moment, that one second, if possible, 
would curse man into everlasting death in hell. Not because God is vindictive, but because God is just. Because uh, God can never relinquish his justice. He cannot. He may not. And he never will. And the justice of God is lovely. If you don't, you go to hell. The punishment of sin is death. And therefore, beloved, you can also understand that the question with the Heidelberg Catechism answers in the second place. And namely, whether it is possible for man to make that satisfaction is in the negative. Can man make that satisfaction by himself? And the answer is no. By no means. And the catechism answered that question, beloved, as he answers uh, the a question of the sinner. The sinner. And therefore the catechism answers, no, man cannot answer, uh, cannot uh, make that satisfaction because he is dead in sin and misery. He cannot make that satisfaction. Even as I said a moment ago, if a man, which is impossible, but nevertheless, let me make that supposition a moment. Even if a man were converted to God when he was 25 years old, beloved, and if ever after he would obey uh, the precept of God, even if after, after he would uh, love God with all his heart and mind and soul and strength, suppose that uh, would be possible. And then, those first 25 years, it can never, never satisfy. In the, with, uh, with regard to those twenty the first 25 years, it cannot satisfy the justice of God. And therefore, eternal punishment at hell for him. Uh, that is the answer of the Albert Catechism. In uh, uh, this particular question, and ask, can man himself 
uh, make uh, that satisfaction. Notice. Can we ourselves make this satisfaction? By no means. But on the contrary, we daily increase our debt. And that is true too, beloved. Apart from Christ, we sin and sin and sin and eat sin upon sin. We daily increase the guilt of our sin. You believe that? I know you do. I know you do if you are children of God. If you are regenerated by the Spirit of God. If you have the beginning of the no life in you, and then you will agree with this, beloved. And agreeing with this, you will humble yourselves before God. And you will say, God be merciful to me, a sinner. That's reality. That is spiritual reality. That is not philosophy. That is the truth of Scripture. That is the truth as it is in, as it is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And therefore, uh, this must, we must confess, beloved. Can we ourselves make that satisfaction? By no means. We daily increase our guilt. And I add, beloved, as I did, even if we would not daily increase our guilt, We will still not satisfy the justice of God. Every man, say, owes a thousand dollars and never makes any, any more debt, but uh, pays all his bills regularly. Does that fact that he pays all his bills in time and regularly remove the fact that he nevertheless owes a thousand dollars? That's only a coarse figure, but nevertheless, it will serve the purpose below. No matter whether we walk forever after, after our conversion, and the way of the love of God. We can never satisfy the justice of God because of the sins we have already committed that stands against us. But 
then as the Catholic says, it's worse, much worse than that. We daily increase our guilt. That is the fact. And the Catechism also asks the question, uh, can any other creature uh, make that satisfaction? Uh, that is really uh, the viewpoint of Pharisees below. Uh, the Pharisees uh, brought their gifts and sacrifices to the temple and claimed uh, that those gifts and sacrifices which they brought to the house of God uh, made satisfaction for sin. That's what they stood for. Phallicism was exactly that. The Pharisee, beloved, came to the temple and brought his animal there before the face of God and said, This is my animal. And I give it to thee. God, and I'll give it to thee in order that thy justice may be perfectly satisfied. But, beloved, uh, that too was quite impossible. You understand? The animal was not the property of the Pharisee, the Pharisee had nothing. That animal was the property of God in the first place. As it was. And therefore, hypocritically, the Pharisee will come to, to uh, the temple and offer the animal to God which was his already. Besides, beloved, as the catechism expresses it too, in the first place, no other creature can take the place of man before God, of man in his sin. No other creature can possibly satisfy the justice of God for sin. In the second place, no other creature, no mere creature, can bear the punishment of God to the full. Can bear the eternal wrath of God, which must be born, and which must be born to the very end, to the full. In the third place, no other creature can possibly 
go through that punishment and live. Going through the punishment is going through something that we can never go through, eternal death. And finally, no other creature can, even if it could go through the punishment of eternal death, can give us life. No other creature can give us life and restore us to the favor of God. Absolutely impossible. And therefore, beloved, we must come to our only comfort in life and death and that we belong uh, to our faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. And that is really the implication of the last answer of this fifth law day. The catechism doesn't say that directly, but it's the implication nevertheless. What sort of a mediator and deliverer then must we look for or seek for? First, one that is very man. No other creature. Second, a one that is perfectly righteous. Otherwise, he cannot bear the punishment of sin and certainly cannot bear the punishment of his people for sin. He must be very man. He must be perfectly righteous and he must also be more powerful than all creatures that is he must be very God. And that's the only mediator, the only Savior, beloved, that we can look for. If there is no one that is very man, if there is no one that is very righteous, if there is no one that is very God at the same time, there is no salvation possible. But thanks to God, there is. Christ assumed our human nature. He appeared in the likeness of sinful flesh. And not 
in flesh merely, but in the likeness of sinful flesh. And again, and not in sinful flesh, but in the likeness of sinful flesh. That's Christ. He was weak. He was, he, he was mortal, beloved, not immortal. He didn't have immortality by reason of his birth. Oh no. Not Christ as man. He was weak. And therefore, he could suffer. And oh, how he did suffer. Suffered. So that at last in Gethsemane, he sweat. He became as great drops of blood. So that at the cross, he cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He suffered. He descended into the lowest depth of death and hell. Which he could never do if he was not a very man and could never do if he was not a weak man. Mortal. And with all our infirmities of soul and body upon him without sin. He was perfectly righteous. All the scriptures testified that Christ could say even to the enemy, Who, which of you can convict me of sin? He had no sin. And because he had no sin, he didn't have to die for himself, but he could die for his people. And finally, beloved, he was very God, the Son of God. The person of the Son of God. Not two persons, but one person with two natures. And the person of the Son of God by his divine nature, sustained him in all the hours of his suffering. And therefore, I pray you in God's stead, receive this mediator and look for no one else for your salvation. Be reconciled to God through our Lord Jesus Christ to whom to belong with body and soul and life and death is our only comfort forever. Amen.